the whole Joey Molino situation. Listen, he's broke. He tried to embarrass Mike Francis. You're not a respected boss when everyone's banging your wife while you're in jail. Right. Bottom line. All of his <laughs> fanboys, like, they started leaving comments on my sh- you know He's how many messages I get from people in Philadelphia giving me dirt on him? Oh, yeah. A guy from Philly sent me the picture of him in that dress. They hate him over there. I'll never be able to sit at a table with a wise guy and have a sit down for anybody. They'll tell him, get the hell out of here. I was born in Brooklyn, Canarsie, Flatlands in 84th. I lived there till I was about, I don't know, seven or eight years old. My mom and dad ended up getting divorced and I went over to um, Ozone Park, Queens, which is all Italian, you know, at the time. Right. Mid uh, 92, I want to say, 93. And then I went over to Howard Beach, Queens, which is like, you know, the mafia soap opera of the country. Okay. And that's, you know, basically where my upbringing was, you know, with um, with all the Italians and the related people, should I say, uh, right. surrounded me, you know, from young. And um, I lived with my mom and then my stepdad was um, Frank. He was a good guy. You know what I mean? I grew up with him. He raised me as well. Um, he wasn't a street guy, you know, total opposite from my dad. My dad was a raven lunatic. I mean, great guy. But, right. you know, he was just, you know, not a mafia guy, but he was a street guy. Right. You know I mean, so uh, I had his DNA, should I say. Right. My dad was an arm robber, nut, shooting people, the whole thing. Canossi nut, did 10 years in prison. Um, but that, like, you know, I followed him. It's, it's scary to say that DNA is real because right. oh, I yeah. ended up being just like him. You yeah. know what I mean? In that, in that aspect, like, um, violent and wild right. and... You know, when I came up and then my mom's side was all organized crime. Yeah. Well, a lot of it. I was going to say the DNA thing. It's like everybody's like, oh, it's 50-50 uh, environmental and, you know, uh, you know, nurture versus nature. But the right. truth is it's probably 90% nature. You know? I mean, my dad was literally just like me. My I, when you like he st- my mom said when she met him, he would open up his jacket and have guns all over him. I mean, literally stolen cars in front of the house like they were his. He was just, you know, uh, he did shoot somebody uh I'm going to say this story. A gay guy hit on him in a barbershop. Right. He went back and shot the guy and did five years for that because the guy hit on him in front of people. That's how he, you know, he was a nut. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, then he calmed down. He became a hard worker. He left, went and got a left, gun. Left, got a gun, came, came back and, got... and shot him in his leg in the barbershop. Wow. And did time for that. Yeah, because the gay guy said he was good looking. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm not even sure that's even hitting on yeah. him. I mean, listen, it's just a set. You can't say that in the 70s. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's like a, you know, a bad thing. So uh, he was an armed robber as well. He was a real, he passed away now. Uh, he died um, almost a year from today. Oh, okay. uh, January 21st to be a year he's gone. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, he, he was a good dad. He was just, you know, a wild guy. He's a hothead bipolar, all of that. And I feel like I'm exactly who he was. It's right. scary. DNA is real, man. And I say it's like, you know, even my cousin Johnny Boy. My cousin Johnny Boy was um, my Uncle Johnny's kid. And my Uncle Johnny was a tough motherfucker and a Kanasi. And my cousin was probably 20 times worse than me. Right. He had four murders at 20 years old. Right. He was running around shooting and killing people for for John Jr. and running with that whole crew. He ended up getting killed by Vito Guzzo. Is, is that how you, you know— Right, I'm explaining, it was all around me. That's all, like, I'm trying to tell you, like, that's all we knew. So, you know, to us, the mafia is like, um, like, our nature. Like, that's just what it is. It's part of our life, you know, especially Ozone Park, Howard Beach, you know? Well, you know, it's funny, too, you you go to, like, I didn't really, like, you know, growing up, like, I'm growing up upper middle class. Right. So it's always like, oh, well, they could do better, or they could do this, they could do that. But then you go to prison, and you start hearing these guys' stories, and you realize, like, you were a black guy born in the projects. Your mother's, you know, a prostitute, or you're raised by your grandmother. Your father's—you don't even know him. He's been—he's been in jail for twenty years. Right. Everybody you know that's making money is selling drugs. It's like, 
what else are you going to do? Right. Like th- that, like they, you didn't have, a sh- you know, that's it. So, I mean, it's the same thing. If everybody you know that's making money and doing well right. is robbing people, then you think, well, that's how I have to well, survive. It's, it's not, and it's not even that. I can't, I don't want to say like, the Thai mafia is better, but we're like high class criminals, as we say, because like we, we live in million dollar homes, you know, it's right. like we could fit in with anybody. You know what I mean? Like when, and Howard Beach is beautiful. The right. house has started 600, ended 4 million. You know what I'm saying? That right. it's, a multi, it's a million dollar neighborhood. It's all rich people, but it's a corrupt suburb. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had four bosses living there once. Right. Vicar Muso, Joey Scopo, Joe Messino, John Gotti. That's all in one neighborhood in a 10 block radius. Okay, so think about all the people that are in there. You know what I right. mean? So it was like, you know, it's just all around you. At what point did you, did you cross that line? Right. Okay. Or were you always like stealing? No, I was bad. I, okay. I got kicked out of every school. I mean, it was just, you know, okay. a nightmare. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was a fucking walking nightmare. That's what I was. <laughs> Putting um, crazy groom people's locks, you know, just from young, right. just terrorize it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay, so, it, well, I mean, is there one specific event where you realize like, hey, this is this is bigger than – cutting somebody's tires or this is this is bigger than just me fucking around. We're actually going to go rob somebody to get money or um, we're going to, you know, is there one event where- No, so, you know, I started off with, uh, I started getting locked up for assaults. That's what ended up happening. When I was like 15, 16, me and my friends were um, like, you know, getting into fights a lot. But right. then, you know, we started doing like, you know, fucked up shit, beating people up, you know, uh, hitting people with tools, you know, all kinds of shit. I ended up getting a case at like 16, assault with a weapon. But- um my group of friends, we all wanted to be criminals. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, I guess as we got older, like they went into like city jobs or things like that. And I ended up going to jail. Right. At 18 years old, I got caught with a kilo of cocaine with my grandfather. So I was in the drug game. I was, yes, I was done. With your grandfather? With my grandfather, yeah. My grandfather was, you know, a criminal as well. He ended up dying in prison. He was uh, in my Uncle Andy's crew. He was, you know, affiliated with all of that. And, um... Yeah, he used to teach me how to clean guns, take them apart, you know. But, you know, like he knew I was in the street. This is just how it was. You know what I mean? That's right. that's our culture almost, you know, what I what you could say, you know. What is your mom saying, bro? No, so I was at her house, at, out of her house at 17 years old pretty okay. much. But we were like, um, that's like the closest person to me. You're still getting in trouble while you were there. Is she oh, like, I put what it are you hell. Oh, I put it through hell. You know? Yeah, I put it through hell. I'm talking about, um, I used to steal the car. I'd jump out the window. I'm, I did a hit and run with the car at 15. I flipped the guy over, almost killed him. I took off. They had to crush the car. Uh, it was a whole uh, fucking you know, you, you, nightmare. You, what's funny is like you say it. You talk about it like, like you know, like in my – because I've watched a bunch of movies. Like yeah. I understand they you used the car. Someone saw the car. So you guys had to dispose of the car because yeah. you didn't want to link back. Yeah. But you say it like it's nothing, like like yeah. like the average everyday – like you know how it is. No, I don't. Most yeah. people are going to school, getting high school diploma, no. going to prom. That's not – you know, like I no said, prom? It, it's – no, I didn't go to – I <laughs> dropped out of ninth grade. You know what I mean? So uh, I started selling drugs for Hootie. Um, it was a guy in the neighborhood. Um, he does shows as well, Anthony right. Russo. And um, I started like 16 years old, just move, just this petty stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? I started off. And then I started getting, you know, worse and worse. And by the time I was 18, I ended up getting locked up for a brick of Coke oh, okay. with my grandfather. And I went to adolescent Rikers Island, no bail. And that's when it just, you know, that's it. I was Rikers Island oh, as an adolescent. I mean, I was doing a story on TikTok the other day about it. It's the worst place you can go to in the country. Right. That's just what it is. You know, it's just nonstop chaos. It's uh, violence 24-7, you know? Yeah, I would think that adolescent prison would be it. Adolescent prisons are worse than regular prisons. Just I mean, literally, it's C-74. It's called Adolescents at War. That's right. what they call it, C-74 Adolescents at War. So I remember walking in there for like 10 minutes and I watched like three people get their heads split open. I was just, just walked in. It's just like nonstop like violence. You know what I mean? So that's what I was stuck in, you know, no bail, A1 felony. 
Can't bail out. And if you got a trillion dollars, no bail. They remanded me. So, so how long was that? I did 18 months. My grandfather actually took the weight and says, you know, like wrote to the judge, says he wasn't supposed to be there. Please, he's my grandson. And took more time, a lot more time. Okay. It was, we got set up by a guy named Danny Marcha, my grandfather's friend from Jersey. And my grandfather's friend, uh, he wanted a brick of Coke. And my grandfather said, oh, I says, oh, grandpa, I says, I'll get it for you. I get a better price. He's like, what do you mean? I said, yeah, I'll get it for you for cheaper. And I got it for a good price. And it was a fucking sting operation. So you did 18 months, your, your grandfather, what did he get? Uh, he got three to life. Oh. Yeah, but it ended up becoming a three to nine because they changed the Rockefeller law. So under the old Rockefeller law, A1 felonies was three to life. Right. They changed it. So everybody was coming back down with life sentences at the end and it became a three to nine. Mm. And he ended up getting out like only in two, three years, but then he went back in and he ended up dying in prison. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um. So, all right. So you get out, you got out, you went in, you saw how detrimental the trajectory of your life was detrimental. You changed your ways. Right. You got out. You ended up opening a company. Now you're a CEO and everything went, you changed. No, yeah, no, that's not, not what happened. happened. Oh, okay. So I ended up getting out and I was worse. <laughs> and then right. uh, I got out. I was like 20 years old and um, I teamed up with my partner, Bobby Gialonzo, who was the nephew of Vinny Asaro. And Ronnie Gialonzo, uh, for those who don't know, right. most do know. Vinny Asaro is a legendary captain in the Bonanno crime family. He was part of the Latanza Heist. He, oh, okay. um, his best friend, partner was Jimmy Burke, as Robert De Niro played yeah. as. That's his partner in crime. Um, I ended up working for them. Okay. Uh, him and his nephew, Ronnie Gialonzo, who became like my, my mentor, basically. What are you doing when you say you work for? Are they giving you like little jobs and you're getting, they're giving you 500 no, here, it's 500 not like here? The, it's not like the movies. You don't get paid to do anything really. Right. Because you're working your way in to be a part of them. Right. So for most people when they see the movies, oh, here, kid, there's my, that's not how it works. Right. You, you know, you do, you do things for them. Like they have a loan shark business, a, a sports betting business. So they'll put you on. Okay, Gene, bring me sports bettors. I'll give you a half sheet. Whatever they lose, you get half. So you start getting a sports book now. Gene, you got customers for Shylocking. Okay, uh, Ronnie, a guy needs 10000 12000 I get it at one point. I put it out for two or three points. So I make money on his money. Right. What if they don't pay? That's on me. You I'm responsible. That's why you can't, not anybody could do this business in my era because you got to be able to collect your money. Right. So I was good at collecting money. I was extremely violent. And my partner, Bobby G, was probably worse. So we were two brutal guys running around right. doing fucked up shit, <laughs> armed robberies, shootings, stabbings, made a reputation for ourselves, and we fit perfect in with that crew. But if somebody pays, then it's fine. Everything. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Most of the time, people do pay. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So, uh, I mean, at, like, how does this progress? Do you, are, you, are you doing well? Are there close calls? Do you, do you, at what point are you being investigated? I mean, I think I was always being investigated. Okay. I mean, you know, I don't think there's a time where right. I wasn't. I How mean, do you know that, though? I mean, How do you even know? I mean, your name's just out there. You know what right. I mean? I, it's just every- Do you see them? Like, do you see the- You never see the FBI. The only time oh. you see them is when they lock you up. Okay. Oh, they'll leave you a card, which means you're getting locked up. So they'll leave the card. You know, when they leave the card or they ever present themselves to you, right. you're getting locked up. Yeah, that yeah, means you're indicted. Point, it's, it's too late. Everybody, that's the, all right, so everyone that's, hears this, if you're listening to this, yeah. if the FBI presents themselves to you and hands you a card, yeah. that means you're indicted. You're yeah. getting locked up. They're asking you basically, you want to you wanna work with yeah, us? Yeah. And if not, they'll see you within six months, you're on indictment. Right. We all know that. That's like the, yeah. the neighborhood thing. You know what it's I mean? E it's even worse when they walk away and you don't hear from them six th for six months. For six months, you're, you're in agony, oh, like yeah. waiting for like, oh, what they're coming. happen? Yeah. Maybe they forgot. Mm -hmm. They didn't forget. No, you're kind of, they're coming. Yeah. Uh, so at, at, so you're, you're, you're working for 
Um, I mean, the banana crime family, right? The Queen's fraction, and right? like, what happens? What's the what's the next like? Well, it's just all about money. You right. know, I mean, it's all it's all about making money. That's you see, the mafia is based off money. You know, we're not like street thugs that just cut you because you have a red shirt on or you have different colors. We don't. That's right. not our thing. Our thing is money. We want to get into everything. We just want to make money. We want all the money. Right. You know what I mean? So I was with a guy that made a lot of money, and all it was was about protecting his money. Okay. At any costs. Well, so. So what is the benefit to doing that? Like, like if you watch, look, money, you, power, respect. Okay, okay. Well, because I was gonna say, you, if you watch The Godfather, right? You know, obviously, this is from. I, I'm a novice. I like, understand. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not Wade and and right. and Jeff and all these other guys who like they they like have studied it and read right. books and mm-hmm. like I don't know. I, I know what I what I know comes from watching The Godfather, watching Goodfellas, watching Casino. Right. Um. So, but what I'm thinking is in The Godfather, like when I watch The Godfather. I realized watching that I was like, you know, I can see the benefit. Like if you get in trouble, he's they've got they've got judges on the payroll. They've got, you know, and maybe this is that's 60 been, shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm not honestly see see my era that was all gone. The, right. the, I mean, you might have a we had dirty cops, obviously that's right. that's that happens, but I mean, for you to have a judge on the payroll, that's over with, you know, like shit yeah. like that. That's like 70, 60 shit, you know. The Godfather, exactly, right. that era. That's no more. You know what I mean? So, um in my era, it was more of loan sharking, sports betting, extortion, drug dealing, which you're not supposed to be stealing, uh, doing right. dr- and robbing drug deals. That was my thing. Me and right, my but, guys love robbing drug dealers. Right, but what's the benefit for you being a part of an, an organization? Making 40000 a month. No, I'm saying as opposed <laughs> to just doing it yourself. Oh, so, you know, well, it's organized crime. You know, you're with the mob and, you know, you want to become a member and, you know, this it's this uh, entitlement. You know, you're, yeah. you're a guy okay. now, you run the area, you know, you were guys that run the neighborhood. I'll run these areas, and you're the guy. Is it also I mean? something where you've got people to back you up? Like, if I need two guys to come with oh, me, oh fuck yeah! I or if team. I need to go, if I I need a hundred thousand dollars, oh you can go to Jimmy. Yeah, he'll, he'll give it to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Okay. You know, um, and you know, and plus everybody came to me for everything because I was involved in everything. So like, I was the gun guy. Right. You know, what I'm saying whenever you needed a gun, you came to me. I, I I just had guns everywhere. That was my thing. I love guns. So you know, like I says, we were running around. We were a bad. Group of kids, right? How uh, and what 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 time period is this? This is from like 2003 to like 2015. You know what I'm saying? How old were you? Sorry, how old? Oh, were you? um, I started. Um, I mean, I started with the mob at 20 years old. Okay, like really with them, right? You know what I mean? So what happened? You know what? You're, are you so you're doing arsons things like yeah. that. didn't something didn't, in that well next? I did I did a list of arsons I mean right. I, I probably blew up twenty cars I'm just saying but I mean in the time frame I mean you know if a guy if I, I'll give you an instance like uh, Mike Padavona he was a, a made guy in in my circle and um, his daughter got into an argument with another kid in school I guess she the kid was picking on his daughter okay so Padavona knew the guy was a uh, I think a fireman or something or a cop in that nature and um, everyone called me Genie Boy. Uh, this motherfucker's kid won't stop. Let's send him a message. Go set his car on fire. I went and set a basically a DT car on fire. Right. <laughs> that we didn't care. Like we thought we were just above everybody. We didn't give a fuck who you are or what you are. That's just how we operated. We believe that we ran this shit. You just live here. Right. You know what I'm saying? When, when does it come back on you though? How long? At what point do you end up going back to jail or going to jail again? Or? Oh, I went to jail at 22. Came out at 26. Then went back in at 30. Came out at 35. Yeah, it was just. What, like, were, the, <laughs> what were those for? So well. the at 22 years old, I went away because um, my father, my dad got jumped at a bar. They split his head open and I went there and shot the place up and I got caught with the gun 
and did three to six years for that. Okay. Came home, and then in 2010, Ronnie Gialonzo was serving seven and a half years for starting a stockbroking firm. He was taking 100000 a month from them. Who and who is this? Uh, Ronnie, my cap, my, my, my oh, yeah, cap. yeah, okay. Sorry. So he got seven and a half years, uh, for extortion. So he went away in um, 2006. I went away in 2006. I came home before him in 2010, and he was still serving time. So I had to control everything for him now while he was gone. Okay. So that's when everything started getting even more pressure on me, you know, and I had to take care of everything for him while he was gone, you know. So what happened? What, what's the, um, I know this is, I, I mean, I listen, I know these are like novice, like no, ridiculous. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but let's face it, if you were interviewing me, I'd have to explain about, you know. Of course. About, you know, what. It'd be like talking Chinese to me. I have right. no clue, you know what I'm saying? So um, so I was going to say, like, what about the kicking up money? Right. You, is that, that's. That's true, but I, I was in a, I was in a, in a crew, he was a multimillionaire, but I mean, you still have to give a, a, a taste, you right. know what I mean? But he really wasn't on that with me. Okay. Other guys were kicking up to him. I was more like his favorite, and I did a lot of his dirty work. Right. So I wasn't the biggest earner in his crew, which I still made money, but um, I brought a lot of sports customers, a lot of loan shark customers, so he was happy with that. But we had to kick up to Jerry, his cousin. Okay. Uh, he was the crew captain, and we would give money, all of us, each Ronnie's guys would give money, and we would give Jerry an envelope. And that's... Uh, I was going to say... Yeah. What's up? I was going to say extortion on a stockbroker. Like, how does that... No, firm. Yeah, no, 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 firm. The whole firm. That- so it was a boiler room. Yeah. Oh, okay. They were extorting a boiler room. Okay. So the guy... So it was illegal to begin with. Yeah, they all went to jail too. Right. Like, you guys are running... Right. You're running a boiler room in my area. You have to pay me or I'll burn your whole plate. Your they place actually down. went to him because other people were trying to get them. Oh. So he's like, all right, well, you give me this much and, you know, I'll take care of it. So, you he's, know? A, so he's a good guy. I'm helping I mean, you out. You oh. came to me. And then things started getting violent where, you know, they send, the, they send Mike Palmacio and the crack guy in there with a phone. They wanted his customers. It started getting, you know. You know. I, I wrote a story called uh, Pain where uh, it's about the pain epidemic, right? right. The um, oxycodone epidemic. Right. And, you know, these guys just start opened a pain clinic down the street. And they're all like licensed, legitimate, seemingly legitimate clinics. Right. And then this guy opened up a clinic two miles down the road from my clinic and he's passing out flyers to my people. And so we're going to go and we're going to smash the windows out. And they, you know, they try and run them out right. of business. They're driving across the state to burn places down. Like, right. yeah. So I, I, you know, yeah. I, 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 like, I, I get it. Like, yeah. oh, these guys are pulling guns on yeah. each other. And oh, everything. And yeah. It's like, you're, 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 it's a doctor's office. It's look. Yeah. And when this starts getting involved, people get crazy. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, Ronnie literally would have you killed over his money. Like, yeah. I mean, we beat a guy till he shit himself over his money. And I right. was his friend for 20 years. I tell that story. Simone, we beat him. He shit his pants. Little shit was in his pants. Right. He thought we were going to kill him. Over a quarter million dollars, we're talking. It's a lot of money. We beat him with brass knuckles. We beat him. I had to drag him in his house, put a knife to his neck in front of his family. Give me the fucking loan shark list. Right. Ronnie says, you do not leave without that fucking list. That's how we, his money was before everything. Right. Ronnie had a seventh grade education. No, couldn't read or write, but he could make a dollar. Right. He, he was a wise guy. He knew how to use it. You know what I mean? He knew how to use his, his power. Well, you know, it, it's funny because when you could be friends and you could be friends with someone for 10 years. Right. And then suddenly you go into business with them or suddenly you they lend you 10 grand. Mm-hmm. And that's the, probably the first time you really know who that person is. Right. Because when that's when money's involved, you really, really get to know what someone's like. Right. Like, are they concerned about paying me? About, you know, ah, you know what? I don't have it. You'll be fine. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. We've been friends for 10 years. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. You know, and then I know other people who you're not even like cool with and you lend them a thousand dollars and they're like, listen, yeah. man, I, I know I'm supposed to pay you today, but here's what's happening. Boom. I'll give it to you tomorrow. Well, and they're people, calling yeah. you. Right. 
So, right, you know, it's like I said, some people are just scumbags, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I dealt with a lot of them, you know what I mean? But, you know, for the most part, we always got our money. We make, I mean, he made people sell their homes to pay him. Yeah. Remortgage their homes. I've seen it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, I, I never understood that where people would, people, even people borrow from the bank. Right. Oh, well, I didn't realize the interest rate's too high that you agreed to yeah. make these payments. Right. Like, and now you're doing everything to justify not paying. And then when they foreclose on you, you're pissed at the bank. Like, right. you said you'd make $1,300 a month. That's what are right. you doing? Exactly. Um, but the bank doesn't send anybody to your house. But still. Right. Um, well, no, they do. They do eventually to take, they do. To take, to take their take house the, back. Yeah, they do. They're no different. Just they no, send the, the cops. They, they, it's it's you know, nicer. It's Ronnie, polite. You know, Ronnie taught me something, and it stuck with me my whole life. And it justified when we would hurt somebody that it's not a civilian, but so, for instance, if you want to borrow money, you go to where? A bank. A bank. If you want to bet, you go to the casino. Right. When you come to us, you're betting and borrowing money off. So whose world are you in? Right. You're in our world now. You're going to pay our consequences. Ronnie goes, they're no longer a civilian because why? They came to us for the money. They want to bet sports with us. So our consequence, you don't pay, is we're going to hurt you. Right. Go to the fucking bank. Right, because you can't Go gamble. Right. This is, you jumped into our world. No one told you to come into our world and borrow money off us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we look. That's how he taught me to look at it. And it was like, even though it's not the right way, but in my brain, it was. So I felt like if you didn't pay, you got to get hurt. Right. Well, the bank has the banking system is set. The system is set up for you to repay the bank and for the bank to have a, a you know a device to recapture their collateral. But for when someone goes, you you don't have that. It's like in right. prison. If prison and you, have, I have a dispute. Uh, or, uh, dispute. You take money from me, like. I can't sue you. No, I'm like, there, there's stab no you. right, right. There's no yeah. recourse. I either have to just suck it up, and now everybody thinks, "Oh, you can do whatever you want to that motherfucker." Right. Or you've got to act physically do something. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's no lawsuits. Yeah. So uh, okay. So when you get out, now you're running the whole. You're you're running the crew for. I'm not running the crew. What I'm doing is making sure his money is being. Um, collected and taken care of so he had a lot of deadbeat lists because he was gone i was gone he's fighting with other guys in the crew so he had nobody out there as soon as i got out he was so happy i remember him calling me from his cell phone he's like thank god you're out he goes i need you out here right now so bad and i got right to work you know okay and that that was it i got right to collecting his money and you know making sure money was coming in again all his money was coming in and this guy was making while he was in prison he was making thirty thousand a week in loan money that's just loans. Right. He's making one hundred twenty thousand a month just off loan shocking. Okay, that's just his yeah, weekly money. Time, yeah. You know, this money. is the kind of operation he has. You know, what I mean, he's one of the biggest Shylocks. So, and then when the sports business starts running, he's making. It's unpredictable. It could be anywhere from fifty to three hundred thousand in one month. Right. You know what I mean? So this guy is making millions of dollars. So what we're going to do at any cost? We're going to do anything to protect his money. Right. And the guys that are bringing him money, he had a main earner named Nicholas Festa, Pudgy, who, you know, I was good friends with. You know, he wasn't a tough guy, but he was a big earner, but he was getting abused a lot. And Ronnie was having a fucking heart attack over it, that he kept getting robbed. The guys kept not paying him. Right. So I had to take care of, like, his stuff, too, because, you know, Ronnie's, you know, he's giving Ronnie 40000 a month. Right. So he's, like, protect him like my son. I was like, all right. You know, and so I had a lot of work to do, you know what I mean? So I was off up and running. You How know? long until it, things go? 50 months later. 50 months? Yeah, I had a 50-month run to the <laughs> right. day. Yeah. 
And what happens? Lights out. Over. Well, how do does, not pass go? Do not collect two hundred. Well, how do, how does that operation start to get to grab you? Or was it on? It was always ongoing. Okay. They locked up Vinny for the Latanza Ice in twenty in um um they locked him up January of two thousand fourteen. They locked him up with him, the boss of the family, Tommy DeFury. They locked him up with his son Jerry for moving a body. Uh, from a play, from Vin killed a guy, buried him under a house, and his son moved him to another location. Um, he got charged with that, and then they locked up Jackie, a captain in our crew. They locked up um, John Rangano, another wise guy in the crew, for an indictment. And the feds were, I guess— Just it sounded like they're gutting the Well, hole. we had a guy named Gasper who was Vin's cousin wearing a wire for three years. Oh, okay. So he got him on murders and the Latanza and, you know, all this stuff. They found the body under a house, and, you know, we thought he had no chance of winning. Right. He gets found not guilty in all charges. It was the biggest upset in the courtroom history of all time. It was it was the more media attention than the commission case, the Gotti cases, it beat out everything. This guy was in the newspaper every day for like two months straight. He beats the case, not guilty on all charges. Nobody knows how he won. His son gets seven years, eight years. Jackie gets seven years. John gets five years. And Tommy the Fury gets like two and a half years. But now they're working on the younger guys. So they got them. Right. But they're investigating us at the same time. So they're just going from, okay, we got the older guys, Ronnie, now it's our turn. Mike, boo, boo, boo. now they're coming to get the younger guys. All right. So, so it's just, an, so I, <clears throat> when I got locked up, this is funny. I got locked up in the state. They got me on a, uh, on a state organized crime task force, got me. And um, I remember my lawyer's name was David Guy. And um, I sat down with him. They gave me a $500,000 bail. And then Florida came and put a, a, a fugitive warrant on me. They had me in Florida for something as well. So they locked me in. I couldn't go anywhere. So I remember sitting down with David Guy, and I go, well, how bad is it? He goes, oh, yeah, you fucked. <laughs> just like that. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. He goes, oh, you fucked. He goes, this is, this is horrible. Yeah. I just what? He goes, I've seen the indictment. It's a 15,000-page wiretap indictment. It's all blacked out. You're 2,200 of the pages. He goes, this is federal, bro. Yeah. He goes, you're just holding here. You're, you're sitting here. You're going over there. He goes, they've been investigating you for years. He goes, you are fucking screwed. He goes, the best thing you could do is talk. I wouldn't do it at first. Right. No. He goes, that's your best bet. He goes, you're going. He goes, they have you on conspiracies in Florida, the state, federal. He goes, you're looking at a, a fucking thousand years. He's like, I, I mean, are, are these conspiracies, are these all like racketeering? Yes, okay. it's going to be. So what they're doing is they're holding me in the state because they're not ready for me in the feds yet. They're yeah. building, they're still investigating because they had another guy in our crew named Ricky Kessler, real tough guy, but right. he was wearing a wire. Okay. So now they're still you're working. So, you're so done. Like you've got on oh. multiple, multiple fronts. Yeah. Oh, and I got, I got all, you know, the federal, I got all violence. Yeah. I got racketeering shootings, violence. Like I didn't even know what they had me on. I just know the state had me on. They were just going to give me like seven, eight years in the state. Right. Florida was going to hang me. They were going to give me like 10, 15 years. Consecutive. Yeah. I had an armed robbery in a jewelry store. They were gonna, they were gonna hang me out there. That's consecutive. Wait, then you go federal. I have like a seventeen count indictment. More. It was like fifty five counts. But I mean, out of my charges, I had conspiracy to murder, attempted murder, attempted murder, shooting assault, arsons, loan shocking, gambling. <laughs> it's like something where if I got thirty years, I'd be happy. You know what I'm right. saying? So I was looking at an asshole full time, and then um, I never forget it. Um, I sat up for like. I think it was like 15 months, and um, I never forget this day till I'm dead. Um, a white shirt came to see me, a captain. Right. It's a Tuesday. There's no visits on Tuesday, and she comes up to my cell and he goes, "Barello," 
I said, what's up? You got a visit. First of all, why are you coming here to tell me you got a visit? Yeah, this is already- Regular this- CEOs only come to tell you you got a visit. There's yeah. no visit on Tuesday. Right. It, it looks so, bad all the way. Anybody looking out their window right and now- maximum secu- And I'm in maximum security. Worst, right. I'm in the, the worst building in Rikers Island, C95. There's more violence in there than Iraq. Okay? Oh. I mean, like that's how bad it is. So uh, I go, what are you talking about visit? I look at it and I go, feds. She goes, right. I, says, oh, fuck. I says, you know what? I'm going to fucking go down there because Ronnie wouldn't. I asked him to pay my lawyer. He's jerking me around with the lawyer money. He's already mad at me for something that we already had uh, problems with. We were actually not friends really anymore. Um, they got my little brother. He's looking at seven, eight years because of me because I sent him somewhere. And I had a cousin wearing a wire as well on us. Did your your cousin got? Frank Nunziata. Did that bro- already happen? Yeah, he already got me jammed up. He wore a wire and he got me jammed up. That's how I had the state case from this kid, Frank Nunziata. He jammed me up and got my little brother jammed up as well. Okay. So now I got all this against me. You know, I got federal, Florida, everything. I go and sit with the feds and they just said it like this to me, Rob and Adam. They're like, you could look them up there. They they actually like have this famous news article because they walk Vin out on the Latanza and you just see them next to him. It was like on the front page. Right. So like they, they're like known FBI, banana agents. And um, I knew right away who they were. And um, he sat me down. He said, listen, we're letting you know you are indicted. <laughs> Basically, we're not going to come again. Like this is it? You want you 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 like basically you're never going you're never going to see the street, right? You want this the paper? I looked. I says, "Fucking give it to me," and I did. I signed. And that all was right. it. And and you could just see like they were like in shock that it went like that. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was like, "All right." And then that was it. The next time I met them was January of 2016, and I sat with Nicole Gentieri, Lindsey Gertis, Allison Cooley, the two agents, my lawyer, and um, a state organized crime guy. That he was only there for that one time for cold case murders, and um, and um, I sat with them, and I forget it. Nicole, who's now like the attorney general, she's like huge now from what I'm hearing. She's I got along with them very well, the prosecutors, and um, she goes, "You know how this works?" I says, "No, I don't." She goes, "You're going to tell me every single thing you ever did in your life. I don't care if you stole a piece of candy. Yeah, and you, we have to know everything yeah. you ever done in yeah. your life. You have to tell us. We're going to make sure they're real crimes. We're going to look into them." They already know everything. Yeah. Well, I'm just co- I'm just checking the boxes off for them. You know what I mean? But they needed me so much because I was so close to Ronnie. Right. Well, also, by the way, just, just for clarification, right. it's better for you, you know, because a lot of people would think, you know, oh, well, you, you shouldn't tell them everything. No, wait a minute. You have you, to. It, not, not just that one. If they find out later you lied, they can, that'll, um, I, I, they okay. won't give you anything. And secondly, if... Secondly, you want to tell them everything, especially things they don't know, because now they won't get charged for it. Absolutely. Like, I want to. Right. I don't want to give them any reason to come back on You know, like I know. Like, there's a guy out there, and I'm not trying to knock anybody. Like, the guy Ramondi, I don't know if you've ever seen him. He went on Vlad TV. He talks about killing the Pope. He talks about these murders. He's an asshole. I hate to say he's like a clown. When you know and how I know how we work, right? When you you proffer, you get coverage on things. So you could talk about this stuff. If you do not sit with a prosecutor and sign a contract, you cannot go on TV and go, I killed this guy. I shot this guy, the feds are going to go, okay, go lock him up, please. Yeah. You know, like, so like, I try to explain to people, like, people c- try to be all they could be on these these shows and these things. I'm telling, why don't you sit down, you proffer with these people. You have to tell them everything you ever did in your life. Right. So if you don't have a proffer agreement, you cannot come on YouTube or TV and talk about murders and all this stuff, you have to have coverage because if they're real crimes, you're going to get a knock at your door. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially so, if there's no statute of limitations. Right. No, yeah. So I sat with Nicole Jeteria. I got along with her very well. Lindsay Gertis, I dealt with her for like seven years. I got along with her very well. Um, 
Allison Cooley got switched out for a guy named Keith Edelman, who he was a total dick. Um, ended up putting me back in jail. He was just a dick, like not cool. I had one um, of those. Like I, he was just like not cool, you know what I mean? But uh, all the rest of them were. Um, Nicole Argentieri, um now is like a real big shot, and she was like a known lady to slay the banana crime family. That was right. like her thing. Like she just prosecuted so many banana guys. Everyone knew who she was. You know what I mean? Right. And um. I sat with her. I did. I did everything I had to do. And she goes, you know, I can't promise you nothing. You know how it goes. You're gonna cop out to your top charges. I had to go in front of a judge. I had to like explain everything. You know, I maliciously did this and maliciously did that. And all these hundred dollar words and you know, right. cop out. And I copped out to these ridiculous guidelines. And then I um, waited for everyone to be done. And right. then and then it came out later on that. You know, my friend Ricky was cooperating. Then there was multiple other cooperators. I was actually the last guy to cooperate. There was actually like 17 total guys cooperating on the case. And then finding out another guy named Ralph had a wire on. He had me on wiretaps. But we're all cool now. It's, it's the past. You know, it is what it is. But it turned out that there was like five wires. Right. <laughs> I, 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 my mom goes, you just didn't know how screwed you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like so bad. So my best thing was not, I would have died in prison basically. Yeah. Or so, came home at 70 something years old. So without the reduction- Right? Without, what would you have gotten? So I'll break it down. They were going to hit me with a thing called Career Arms Act. Career Arms Act means um, guns. Yeah. Uh, I, I already was convicted of uh, two guns because I um, I would have a state gun. I had two state guns. Right. The feds were locking me up for multiple shootings and guns. Right. They were going to Career Arms Act me. Anyone knows what that means? That's a 22-year minimum mandatory right there. Mandatory of 22 years just for the Career Arms Act. Right. I have home invasions. I have armed robberies. I have attempted murders, conspiracy to murder. I'm looking at a asshole full of time in the federal system. I'll probably cop out to, I'll probably cop out to a guideline of 15 to life and with a recommendation of like 25 years. You know how it goes. With a consecutive Florida. Right. With consecutive of state. Remember, this is all separated. So they, they, the feds don't get the state to drop the charges? Only because I cooperated. Oh, okay. If I wasn't cooperating, I'm just telling you what I would have got without cooperation. Right, 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 I would have right, got right. ping pong. The yeah, state yeah. would have, look, the state probably says, all right, take this five years. Then from the, as I'm doing the five years, they're going to come get me, the feds. Yeah. Now they're going to give me an asshole full time, but I still got Florida. Yeah. So, so you're, never, you're just never getting just out. Just never getting out. And you're people, really just going from people, one shithole to another. People, didn't, people understand the federal guidelines, how bad they are, especially right. when you start getting into Rico racketeering charges. You know, I remember Lindsay, she goes, Gene, I could give you 22 years just for the Career Arms Act. Right. Just for the Career Arms Act, I could start you off with 22 years just because my record. You know, that's how screwed I was. And, you know, I ended up um, getting along with them very well. The agents actually were really cool. I'm going to be honest with you, like, they were like some of the nicest people I've met. Rob right. and Adam, they were awesome people, man. I got along with them very well. Um, they know the mafia better than me. <laughs> they know the mafia better than right. me. The, the, Nicole Jeteri knows the mafia better than me. Okay, that's all I can tell you. They're, that's their job. That's their life. They really know this shit. And um, I ended up paying off. I did 63 months time served on that. I was supposed to do, you know, forever in a day. And Where'd I, you do that time? Um so I got bounced around. At first, I was in Rikers. I told them, listen, you just got to get me out of here. Yeah. If I'm doing this, you got to get me the fuck out of here. So uh, they put me in New Jersey under a fake name, uh, under Joey Russo. Okay. Which I fucked up in there twice. Well, oh, oh, someone. No, I knocked the guy's teeth out. Oh. His two, I, wait, I knocked his teeth <laughs> out. I have the scar on my hand still. Knocked his tooth out. The whole tooth came out, but I split my hand. I caught fucking staph infection. My knuckles broke. Nicole's flipping out. They're flipping out. 
Then I get into a, uh, an altercation with a guy wait, in a jail. Hold wait, on, how's get, that conversation go? No, when the FBI goes, what are you doing? No, it wasn't even the FBI. They're more understanding. The prosecutors are not. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? They're not. The FBI agents are like, all right, listen, we know it's jail. It's going to be. Nicole and them are not happy about it because they were trying to lock me up for it. The kid was trying to press charges. I'm under a fake fucking name. I'm supposed to be there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now the now warden, they, now the only person, that. only two people in the whole place know who I really am. Right. The warden of the fucking place and uh, uh, like a high ranking lieutenant. And now they're trying to negotiate with the police. Like, listen, the kid, and I also hit him with a chair. So they're saying that's assault with a weapon now. So now- These bastards. Yeah. So now, and I'm like, this kid's a gang member. He's trying to press charges, you know, right. but I knocked his tooth clean out. You know, right. His teeth is out. And um, they're bugging out and they have to- uh, they're trying, they're trying to say, no, we're locking him up and fingerprinting him. Right. Long story short, the warden goes, we don't feel in his thing, where they watched the video, that it should not be a charge because he came at me as well. Okay. So they kind of took my back. But then yeah. it gets worse because then I end up, me and my bunkie, we end up getting into altercation with a guy and he drops dead. Just in the cell. He had a heart attack. From yeah, yelling he at was each on, other? No, he was on Subox okay. and there was like a rumble. <laughs> I was going to say. There I, was like a rumble. I've in had there. lots of altercations. There was like a rumble in there and uh, I was in there and my bunkie James was in there and this kid was in there and he died. I, listen, I tried to save I, him. I, 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 listen, I, know I, pumped, how, I know that happens listen, all the time. I, listen, I pumped his chest. I, tried, I threw water on him. We tried to save him. He died. And they ruled it that he died from uh, Suboxone. He, he had, had a heart attack. Luck. Yeah, you know, and uh, the family was protesting around the jail. Hey, look. You can't just- Joey Russo. The fucking, those fucking So, victims. and then I'm trying to tell him, like, listen, I was trying to save the kid. I had nothing to do with killing him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> da, da, da. He didn't die from us. And the kid ended up dying of a heart attack. They ruled it of Suboxone. He was on Suboxone. And he dropped dead. Yeah. <laughs> no. This is under my fake name right. in, 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 in New Jersey. Okay, so, so um, you're, you're saying I I think and you then, should charge Russo, and then, and then, and then, <laughs> but, but I'm leaving. Yeah, and then they put um, and then they put me in um, Farrington, uh, New Jersey, Farrington right. in the Woodsec unit, and then I got to meet all the celebrities. Who'd you say? Like, that's a- Flores twins. I'm like this guy worked for El Chapo. He's my good friend. Margarito was my fucking boy, man. Um, I loved him. Uh, I was with Frankie, the head of the Tijuana Cartel. I was with um. Uh, Teddy DiBatoro, he was the one that killed the chicken man, Philly Testa, with the nail bomb. Uh, Anthony Arellato, who we're still friends to this day with, uh, he was a mob guy at um, Boston uh, Mass. He was a, a captain. A whole bunch of guys were in there. Uh, some fucking terrorists that I did not want. I was in there with Abdullah, this motherfucker. He's <laughs> a the one- terrorist named Abdullah? Wait, listen, listen. He's the one that tried to shoot everybody coming off the subway in 2009. Actually, oh, he tried to okay. blow himself up and it wouldn't detonate. He didn't know how to detonate it. He's just yeah, and I had not, to, and then he tried saying he's from New York. I had a fucking issue with this. I'm like, because we had like tables even in there, you know. And he's like, oh, he says the New York table. I says, no, he don't. I said, what do you mean he's from New York? I says, no, he's not from fucking New York. I said, I don't care what I did in my life. I'm not sitting with no fucking Al Qaeda, bro. It's not happening. So I had a whole situation with him and. It's like the it's like the sex offenders when they're trying to hide what they did. Oh they, yeah, they're like, "What are you here for? Fraud? Why do you have to pick fraud? <laughs> Can't you say drugs? Right. Can't you say something like <laughs> right, right?" But uh, yeah, I I got in this unit. I was in the unit for like three years, and then I got sentenced finally, and they gave me sixty three months time served. I had the best federal judge in the business. His name is Judge Block. He wrote books. I, mean, I didn't this have great. this experience. Listen, by the way. I did. I got lucky with this guy. I'm telling you, he like. Did all my violations when the government got mad at me when I got out 
and they were trying to put me back in jail. He refused. I mean, this guy was literally like, we had the same birthday, June 6th. We both wrote books. <laughs> he was just a friendly guy. Right. He liked me. My lawyer goes, he just likes you. There's nothing else I could say. Like, he just thinks that you're not who you used to be. He's not going to fry you. And they wanted me fried, the government, after I got out on right. my parole violations. And he refused to. And um, they were furious. They wrote an article, Judge Block refuses to put him in. Like, they were right. just being like such assholes. But I went in front of him anyway, and he gave me time served. He let me out, gave me three years probation. But I violated so many right. times. When was this? This was uh, December of 2019, December 6th. Bro. Yeah. Fuck, I got out in uh, in December, in early, in January uh, 19. Okay. So, yeah. I got like, out you, months like, after. Just, like, I, I, yeah. I feel still feel but like I went I back three times. I, I did probably like, oh, yeah. I did, I did fucking. I did 20 months in violations, house arrest, restarted probation. Forget it. I was getting tortured on that shit. I just couldn't do it. Have you, did you contribute to any of these violations? Or they just they have were it out for Because the Johnny and Gene show. When that Johnny and Gene show came out, they were fucking furious, the building. Because remember, when I first got out, Johnny A. Light, was, it was only Mike Francis and Johnny A. Light right. in, in the genre. That's all it was. And Johnny A. Light had told my, was really close to my aunt Connie. They grew up together. So he's like, when your nephew gets out, tell him to call me. You know okay. what I mean? So when I got out, I called him. He goes, I'm going to put you on Vlad TV with me. Right. My first interview, I'm just out. I'm, nice. I look like a, a ghost. I'm, I, I yeah, just yeah. look horrible. I go and sit on Vlad TV and everyone's like, who's this kid? You know, and I got a you know unique story, modern day. I work for these, you know, big guy and his names. Well, and- l- listen, the, the big thing, the, okay, all of that's true. But the big thing is that uh, unlike most people, when we've had this this conversation, right. which we'll, we'll have again in a minute, right. is that- these are the things I did. I right. was caught. I cooperated. Right. This is the way I always say it: mm-hmm. is look, there, there are those people that are okay with the person I used to be and the things I've done to get here to the, this place in my life, and they're one hundred percent accepting of it. And there are those people that can go fuck themselves. Right. And I feel like that's the same thing. You're like, look, this is who I was. This is what I did. This is where I am now. And you know, did I cooperate? You right. know, did did people go to jail? Did did I do right. things? Yeah, I did. But you know what? I did, and fuck Listen. you. I didn't want to do fucking life you know, sentence. Go fuck yourself. It's not about life sentence. Everybody turned on me. You know, right. I had so many people telling right. on me. I was, I was the Listen, and they say, without Ronnie and Vinny, I'm like the target. So right. people are mad that I got to go home because Ronnie and Vinny. That's why they're mad because I was the guy who was supposed to be doing life in prison. Right. But everybody else is, you know, they're right. all, they're like, what, what well, do you, nobody what, what expected that. Because I was do? playing, I was like this, you know, like real bad guy. And they and everyone's like, oh, he's the only one I'll take 30 years because, you know, jail didn't phase me. I did it for, I cooperated for other reasons. And I saved my brother too. My brother was getting seven years. I got his whole shit thrown away. He didn't right. do a day because of me. My brother didn't cooperate. I just got him out. I said, listen, if you don't drop that gun, that's because of me. Right. I sent him somewhere to do something. And I got this kid jammed up. You got it. He's not doing time. Right. You know, that's it. And I got him no jail time. So, you know, and, um, you know, and, and like I said, yeah, I didn't want to do life in prison. But at the end of the day, they fucked me over. They turned on me. I actually paid my federal, just paid a lawyer. Give me a fighting chance. You're telling me, oh, when it goes federal, I'll pay it. Yeah, okay. You, come on, bro. I ain't stupid. I know the game. Yeah. You're not paying shit. So um, at the end of the day, I do miss, like, the people, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think back and I'm like... A lot of my close friends, I do miss them, but now I have like this whole new life with all great friends. So yeah. it's like I don't even care no more, you know. Oh, bro, listen, you know, I miss fraud. Everybody's like, yeah. never think about it. Every fucking day, yeah. I think about it. Right. There's not a mm-hmm. day I don't go that something doesn't happen. I think, oh man, I did. And then I, what are you doing? What mm-hmm. are you doing? I think about right. it all the time. Right. And I've reached out to people. Um, it's funny too because the people ha- that have that cooperated against me, like I talked to all of them. 
You know, right. the, me too. You know, me and Ricky like, Kessler, bro. Yeah. Me and Ricky bullshit all the time. Ricky's a legit tough guy. Kessler, um, you should have him on the show. Actually, he's good. He was a fucking he. He robbed the Brinks truck with his bare hands. Tell me how you do that. <laughs> they took it out of my book. I was so mad. I go, Ricky. I'm sorry. I don't know why this fucking editor took it out of the book, but it's going to be in the show and, right. and uh, what we're doing. And um, Ricky was a hands on fucking dude, but Vinny hated him. Asaro hated him with a passion. I just couldn't tell you why he just hated him. But Ricky cooperated because like they all did him dirty. Like they right. all treated him like shit. And Ricky was like their muscle before I was. You know what I mean? So. Um, uh, me and him talk all the time. I talked to uh, Ralph. Uh, he he was wearing a wire on me as well. I talked to him. Frank Nunziata, he won't speak to me. He's terrified of me. And I'm going to tell you why. He's a scumbag. I'm going to tell you why he's a scumbag. Because he did the ultimate grimy shit. Like, like he like he didn't try to hurt me. He tried to bury me. And this is a right. guy that I put on and like he had nothing. Like he was like a bum and I made this kid like money, you know, things. And he was blatantly like lying and setting me up. Like he right. put me on, like he put me on the gun sales. I took this personal. <laughs> this is what right. bothered me. He put me on gun sales that I never sold a gun in my life. And still to this day, I never, I never sold anybody a gun. You need a gun, I'll give it to you. Right. Gun sales he put me on. Right. That was fake. So I always had like a, like you, like you lied to get me in trouble. Right. Everything I gave was truthful. He was lying and putting me on things that just to save his ass because he was selling drugs with his fucking kid in his arm, pulling drugs out of a backpack right. to an undercover. Yeah, I, I don't have like I don't have a problem telling you every fucking thing I've ever done. But me either. But yeah. if people are like, oh, you stole money from this. You've done this. Stole money from old people. And that. What are you talking? Like, bro, I never fucking. I stole they make money from the bank. They what make these things about? up in their head, bro. Look you know? at the guy Sam. I was locked up with the guy Sam ba uh, Bankman Fried. Right, right. This guy's gonna get a hundred years. He never heard a fly. All he did was steal money. Right. Well, I think that's ridiculous. I have a friends of mine that that, that have cold that uh, execution murders with twenty three years in the feds. <laughs> my friend Jerry shot a guy in the head and go, uh, it was a hit. He got 23 years. Yeah. With a fucking three federal prior cases, with three federal bids prior. And he got 23 years and they're going to give this guy 100 years for stealing money. Would never, never heard a fly. Yeah, I wrote a book where this, uh, the, the two guys that murdered two federal informants yeah. both got 25 years apiece. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, and they're out already. The government like, is so weird the way they do right. things. Like they're more strict with like, weird. it's like, like you kill somebody in the feds, you'll get less time than actually selling drugs or stealing money. Right. It's insane. It doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, the, you know, the other one that's weird is bank robbery. Like I can, you, you I have no guys- That's 10 year minimum mandatory though. But, but yeah. the thing is they usually get 10 or 12 or 15 years. Well, like it's you, 10 years you minimum. You robbed 20, you yeah. robbed 20 banks. Right. Like to me, you went into a right. into, with a gun and you robbed twenty. Unless you blow trial, then they'll roof you. Right, you'll get a decent cop out. But if right. you blow trial with any of these charges, they'll give you a hundred years. But I'm saying, yeah. that seems re like right. ten years is reasonable. Right, I feel like Sam Bakeman, like I said, should get ten years. Yeah, twenty I, years at worst. I was gonna say, you know what? I like my prediction was twenty years. No, He's it's one hundred fifteen. They're looking at right now. His well, recommendations one hundred fifteen, and he has the worst judge in the Southern District, Kaplan. He's probably the most strictest guy in the business. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say. My I'm, lawyer has been a lawyer, Nancy Ness. She's been a lawyer 35 years. I says, how bad is she? Because he's he's all government. He's for the government. So that means like what they're saying, he's going to go with. You know what I mean? When you have a judge that's for the government or used to be a prosecutor, you're fucked. Right. See, Judge Block was an attorney. Judge Block is a fair guy. He's right. for like the people as well. He'll he'll do things that the government hates him. The government hates him. He's right. one of the most hated judges by the government because he goes against them all the time. He yeah. released a guy that it's just because he's not for them always. Most of the federal judges is like they they might as well. They're really just an arm of the prosecution, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, they are in, in, well, in here. In, yeah, in in, in at, well, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. I would say the state that the state the prosecutors control the courtroom in really? the state. 
Yes, they control the whole. The judge is just there in the feds. The judge kind of controls the courtroom, but like I said, they'll go with yeah, the recommendations. They go with, it doesn't even matter. Right. They still go with what they. But remember, say. a federal judge has is a very powerful person. He could go um, give you if you have a can't get rid of them. No, no, you can't. They, they're there till they're dead. But I'm yeah. saying a federal judge is very powerful. Yeah, you know they probably probably most powerful position in the country. Yeah, it's 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 bad. Yeah, expect, like I knew guys that, that their judges were in their 80s and they were wheeling them in in a in a wheelchair, putting them in, and the judge is sitting there going, "What's he here for?" And the clerk is going, uh, "He's here for bank fraud." And this is, uh, what does it say? The PSI say, yeah. you know, and it's like. They didn't even look into it. You, you yeah, but not my judge. He, he was very sharp. He actually, they would look, he would know everything about you before he went in front of you. He actually used to make jokes that when all my violation, he goes, oh, Borello. He goes, my freaking flyer. He goes, nobody knows. I, he goes, I don't think I know a case better than this one. He say, you know, because I was so much drama. I had on violations going in front of him so many times, but he just wouldn't like really hurt me. You know right. what I mean? Like they wanted 60 months, three, he would just give me like five months. He terminated me with like seven months. They were furious. You know what I mean? Like he gave yeah, me a house I, arrest. He just wasn't, you know, if I had my judge that was on my co-defense, I would, my lawyer says I was done. Irizarra, she gave all my co-defendants over the time they were supposed to get. So they, mm-hmm. she was going over the guideline. So if they were saying four years, she's giving you six. If you're saying seven, she's giving you nine. She gave Ronnie an extra like four or five years. Is she? He's still staying within the range. No, she, she wasn't staying. In his, she she wasn't staying in his range. No, they only recommended I think nine years for him. She gave him like fourteen. Mm. Yeah, mm. she she was she's brutal. She came under Sterling Johnson. They investigated um, that big kingpin back in the day. Uh, Frank Lucas, I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they were that's that, that that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that one the, of them. Yeah. The, so um, American gangster. Yeah. So these, you know, these judges. If you get the wrong one, you know. Yeah. You fucked. And he got the wrong one, Sam Bateman. He's got the wrong one. That was so, it. Okay. I was going to say, how long were you locked up with them and what was he like? Son oh, of- yeah, Bankman. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't with him long. I ended up going to the hole for him. I ended up, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I ended up punching a guy and I ended up fighting a guy over him. I mean, I was stupid shit, but, you know, I ended up getting into a fight over him. I was what? only with him for a short time. But Are people giving him a hard time? No, not what? a hard time. They were just trying to, like, uh, friendly extort him, I guess. But I was trying to just tell him, the kid didn't like that I was telling him that it wasn't safe in here, that it was safe in here. He was trying to tell him it's not safe in here. It's a fucking witness unit, but it's like a fucking, right. it's like a it's like a dropout yard unit. Like, it's like a, it's not so dangerous. You, you understand the problem is that what he just said, you, you picked up that, friendly extortion. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a, a normal term, by the way. Oh, no, I know we, for you, yeah. you're thinking like I understand what you 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 want to know what yeah. that means. Friendly extortion is where like the guy kind of buddies up to you, yeah. and makes it, it. It's not like he's really saying, "Hey, pay me this," but right. he's asking you, "Hey, man, you think you could get me commissary?" And that's you, you kind of know it's, all fr- it's friendly extortion, and he right. knows that you're timid, you might be nervous, and right. then it's an, and you that, need friends. Yes, so I'm buying some friendship so he, from guys so that will protect. Me. He came up to me, his little crumb, and he kept saying, "Yo, don't tell him it's safe in here. Stop telling him that." I'm like, "Why would I not tell him that?" Right. I'm like, "What do you think you're gonna get out of him? Like, this guy's facing a million years." I'm he's like, "Gonna get some wham whams." Yeah, and a, a they, of the soda. kid was chasing K two, and then I was talking to Sam Bigby, and he called me over, like, "Yo, don't talk to him no more." I was like, "Who the fuck you talking to?" bro and he swung at me and that was it I got him and I went to the hole I hit him a hot coffee as well and uh, I had a 224 assault they were trying to give me uh, that's a federal referral so I sat in the hole three weeks with a federal referral I'm going home September 20th I'm like can you imagine I don't go home right now I was on a max out day for day I'm like can you imagine I got a fucking assault for this little jerk off and <laughs> they, they kicked it back they never gave it to me you know do you feel like maybe you've contributed to some of these assaults? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm the problem. Oh, I, I, was I, I I'm like this. I'm cool until I'm not. 
It's right. like, that's how I am. I'm friendly. I'll smile with you. We'll joke around all day. I smile all day. But once you try to embarrass me or cross me, you're going to see another person. Okay. You know, that's just how I am. I'm, I'm, I'm night and day. Just, we can hang out all day. You would never even know I'm a bad guy. Right. Until you cross that line or bother my friends or something, then you're going to meet, you know, it, it's the other person. Because, like, you know, obviously, listen, like, I'm not six foot fucking tall. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm not. Six two, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my bad. You know, I, I'm, not knocking, I'm not knocking people out in prison, right. you know, or outside. Right. But it's because that's funny. I hear the way you're rea- reacting to these guys because I've had those conversations. Oh, I, oh. Fought, I fought gang members my whole life in jail. Yeah. See, They're t- strong. Like, listen, a lot of these guys I fought, I say, I lost a lot of fights. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, I, but I, I go. And then at one point, I was just pulling weapons out. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not rolling on the floor. But like, to me, like, nobody would bother you. But I think what happens is when someone approaches, me like to me that whole conversation right there where you're like fuck you where i'd be like wait i don't understand what's going what's going on bro? i stick up for everybody that's my problem immediately but i'm saying immediately that guy would be like well here's what's going on by you oh okay i get it, I get it. like i wouldn't have fucking reacted at all in a negative i would have turned tried to turn the situation and most likely would because like i didn't have any problems right and i'm walking around as a snitch right where snitches are getting beat up nobody's bothering me right you know so but i could see how there were guys that you know listen there are, are sex offenders it, there were you know, most no. Of we them, were destroying them. Ninety five percent. Oh, we were torturing. Right, them. but ninety five percent of them are so meek. You know, you, yeah. But every once in a while, there was this one dude who came in, who was like an ex marine. Yeah. And I mean, he's so there are guys going, to "Fuck you, you this, you that." Bam, knocking them out, knocking and you're them like, "Jeez." I was with a lot of guys like that, you know. Um, and and also UFC fighters. You have some guys that are pro fighters, not pro fighters, but they fight and they know right. how to fight. And these gang members think like, "Oh fuck," and they destroy them. Yeah. Because fighting a pro fighter in a brawl, yeah, you don't have done. a chance. You don't have a chance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, I was with uh, when I was in the state. I was with a, I. I landed in a sex offender jail. It's right. just because in the state you get shuffled. I landed yeah. in a place called Groveland, and 75 percent of the population was sex offenders. I'm 23 years old. I'm wild as could be. I'm that's, not. That's I'm, a I'm, bad I'm, situation. I, oh, yeah. oh, I got put kicked you in there. I didn't make it in that jail. I'm saying we terrorized them, but um, it was such horrific charges. I mean, I couldn't even sleep at night. Some of the charges were so bad. So, right. I mean, child mutilation. I mean, just crazy shit where I'm like, I'm going to kill this guy. We were throwing hot water on him while they were sleeping. We were torturing him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, states, but the state, the, what you end up going to prison for for that in the state, the, the state charges are, are, are horrific. Like, yeah. these guys grabbed somebody. They grabbed a kid. Oh, like, yeah. In the, in the feds, like, they looked at pictures. Not that it's okay, but right. but this is a meek guy that couldn't, that, couldn't even do what his fantasies are asking him to do. Right. He just looked at some pictures and got five years, you know? So that's the Fed. So it's like they're not going to be a problem, but the guys in the state, they yeah. go to the state, are horrific crimes. I, I ended up with – um. so when I when I got – in my last violation, I did my eight months. I was in a, a unit now. They're making um, – it's called 4 North. You're with a whole bunch of high-profile people. You right. know what I'm saying? So I ended up with this fucking – this cop and he was NYPD, nice kid, but he ended up having that. He had he actually was in population hiding the whole time, but his case was about to go on the news, and he was a te- cop and he's got he's a pedophile, but right. he wasn't even a pedophile. He had pictures, yeah. uh, but he was cross state lines talking to girls in the age. They're giving this kid thirty years. Yeah, wait, he he had like a hundred counts, and I ended up with him, and I had no idea he was that until like it came out. I was like, wow, I was like. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this guy's an NYPD cop. They give because he was a cop doing that, his guideline was 15 to 30 years. I think they recommended the high end at that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so, a position of trust. Yeah, but I, I you know, and I, he didn't touch any of them. I, I mean, he yeah. was only 20 years old at the time. The kids were like, the girls were like 15. He didn't touch them, but he's getting like 
30 I hear you. years. It's, it's, they're, it's, they're very, which I don't mind. You know, listen, you're a sex offender. I, I want them to be killed. You know what I'm saying? Right. I want them to die. But I'm saying, I think that was a little ridiculous because he was 20. They were like 15, 16, but I think they were exchanging pictures or something right, like that. Right. And he had like 100 counts though. So yeah. maybe he was a little sick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they're giving him like murder, like, like he got a body. You know what I mean? I um, landed up with a lot of these guys. I was with the rapper Fetty Wap. I was with, um, I became really good friends with him. I was with the Attorney General of Mexico, right. the President of Honduras. I said, "What the fuck are you doing here, the President of Honduras?" You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, the guy uh, that hit the cop in the head with the machete. He was pretending in Manhattan, New Year's Eve. He chopped the cop in the head with the machete. Fuck. I was calling him machete every time he walked past. It's a kid, Tommy. He was harmless. I says, uh, "They said he's not that harmless. He was no. he was schizophrenic, though. They're giving him a hundred years." Cop didn't even die. They're going to give him like 100 years. Yeah. So you get a group of these, you know, uh, high profile people. And then you get Sam Bankman walked in there, you know, like. Right. On the Forbes list. is like worth like 20 billion. Everyone's going crazy. Like, oh my God, he's a billionaire. Talk to him. He's like a fucking weird guy though. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's there's something up. He's, he's definitely on, definitely autistic or something. He's I, off. Yeah. He told me he was making a million dollars a day. Legit. I listen to that. So that's it. A- after FTX, you know, collapse, like who knows what you can believe, yeah. you know? Maybe he is, you know? But um, I, I don't think, not that it's going to help him any. Um, so so you moved to Florida. Yeah, I went, well, I went down there. I was going back and forth. I was just um, being bad. And I went down to Florida and, you know, doing bad things. And then- And then you, you started the-, the um, Oh, you're uh, talking about now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you meant when I was um, no, in I'm Florida so- go. I was in Florida, Florida in 2014. Now. I was just bad. Now I moved down to Florida. Yeah, I'm doing you know right. good things. Yeah, you're doing the John and Gene show. Not in Florida. I was living in New York. Oh, okay. When I first got out. When okay. I first got, out, I went back to my old neighborhood. Right, but 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 um, but John A. Light's down here, right? No, he didn't. He didn't live down here. New Jersey. Um, oh, it's it's Mike. Um, oh, come on, uh, Dowd. Dowd. Mike Dowd lives here. Yeah, right? he lives in Florida. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is John coming back here? Yeah, he always comes back and forth. You okay. know what I mean? But uh, he's more in Jersey. He has a house in Jersey. Right. So, so you guys were doing the show. We were doing the show. I was living in New York. How did that stop? Like, like, why did that stop? The government. Well, I, I understand. What happened? Like, does your PO come to you and say, what are you doing? They, or did they just come arrest I, you? No, I got, because, no, I screwed up too. I threatened to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, I messed up. That's what happened. But, you know, it happened. But they were waiting for an excuse because they wanted me off the air. And when they did this, they basically violated me for that, but they really violated me for the Johnny Gene show. They gave me stipulations that you couldn't imagine, like 50 of them. Right. No organized crime talk. No, this. Can't go in there. They gave me so many rules to keep me off that show because right. they waited for the slip up. I slipped up and they used that as an excuse to ban me from the internet. No Instagram. No this. No that. No this. I was like, fuck you. I'm doing that shit still. I wouldn't even listen to them. Right. I was like, fuck, you're just being haters. I'm like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Literally. I tried to tell them, like, fuck you. Like, I'm not, I did not listen to anything they told me to do. Yeah, the, the, the when you're saying the John, I was going to say, I, I've been doing this the whole time. I walked out you know? of jail. I did four months, six months house arrest, and I went back on TV, started doing shows. I says, fuck you. I'm listening to none of this shit. They violated me two weeks after I got out <laughs> on new violations for going on, doing podcasts. I'm not listening to you. You're not going to tell me that I can't. First, they try to say I couldn't write a book. Right. Then, the, then my lawyer says, no, the Cohen Act, um, when, remember, he wrote the book on yeah. Trump, they had to release him. You, yeah. can't, you can't do that. Right. You know what I mean? Well, so, and, and honestly, you know, you, you can't keep me from, from talking on, on what's essentially it, a news program. It wasn't my prosecutors. It was his dickhead, Keith Edelman. He's a fucking dickhead. He was just 
thought he was like this fucking big chief now, big shot. He just kept on like coming at me. I don't know what it was. Lindsey Gertis would never have done that to me. I got along her well. Nicole, neither. They, not to say they were favoritism me, but they just weren't, this guy was just doing too much, man. And he right. just kept on coming at me, coming at me. And you know, that's, and I wouldn't listen to him. Like so many people, they, 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 you know, me mm-hmm. go to prison. Like when I was in prison, when I was in prison, all the other con men or fraudsters, whatever you want to call them, right? Uh, you know, they're in there going, you know, trying to cover up. Like, how am I going to hide the stuff that's in the, on the internet about me? How am I going to restart my life? How am I going to basically get rid of this stuff so I can restart my life? Right. And what am I going to do? I'm going to sell cars. Maybe I can go to work here. I, maybe I can eventually become a, a general contractor. Like, they're trying to bury all this and move on. Right. And I was like the only guy in there that was saying, fuck it. I'm leaning into it. I don't right. give a shit. I'm never going to shy away. I'm going to tell anybody that fucking wants to hear it. I'm not going to. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck because my happiness is not dependent on how you feel about me. Right. So, and, and people say that, but a lot of times it doesn't happen. And I, you know, got out of prison, got out of the halfway house, moved into someone's spare room, kept writing, started a podcast, did the whole thing. Just stuck with that because it was the first time I was getting out of my, it was the first time in my life where I didn't have $10,000 a month in bills. Right. And I could start with nothing, which was, you know, was great actually, because I have no bills. So... And then I, you know, started making an, an effort to actually get something done. And I've got, and I've got multiple stories and I've really busted my ass to right. try and get those stories up and running. Right. So that's why I'm saying like, you get out of, of prison. Right. Like, honestly, like, I don't know if it I was- took off like a rocket ship. Right. Yeah. Like, like and, and a lot of people, they get out and they're going right. to do that. Yeah. And it just doesn't. It think, life yeah. happens. It's not that they don't mean to. It's not that they don't try, but sometimes life happens and they can't follow through with well, it i'll tell you funny when i was being sentenced right um before you go see the judge you sit in you right. sit you sit in the back yeah um with the prosecutors and now my prosecutor in the college here wasn't a prosecutor no more she was a lawyer now she switched over to become a big lawyer whatever and she sat with me and she goes gene when you get out you know what you should do you should be a mafia commentator like a mafia she goes because you know so much right. she knew me very well and she, she it's so funny she she said not with a light though she wants right. to buy yourself because it's a violation. You got to follow probation rules. But she told me, she says, you should, this is what you should go into because I knew so, I was so involved. I was, for the modern day, I was like that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like the crimes I was committing was like old school stuff. Nobody was doing that no more, really. Right. So I'm doing, I'm like an old school, new school guy. And I'm with all this modern day. We dress different. We act different. But I was doing old school shit. So I ha- I'm the only one with that. So when I came out and I got on the Johnny with John Eli and started doing these interviews, and I'm talking about shootings and things like that and crazy shit, they're like, wow, that still goes on in the mob? Well, we did it. Right. I'm the only one that really got it. So I took off like a rocket ship. When the Johnny and Gene show came out, I had an idea with Johnny. He says, let's, stay, let's get guests. Let's start putting other cooperators on here. Right. And that's when it really started taking off. And then Sammy Gavano was supposed to come on our show first. But then him and Eli got into an altercation. Other than that, and I and I went on a parole violation. Other than that, Sammy was coming on. I used to talk to Sammy's son all the time, uh, Gerard. I was getting Sammy on the on Johnny Jean show. Right. And um, I went away, and when I came out, everybody's fighting with each other. It's like this whole mall. Now it's like just everyone's out there. And it's like everyone's fighting with each other. I was like, YouTube what the fuck? Yeah, YouTube was. And then um, you know, like I said, my name, my Instagram following is real. I have a huge Instagram. You know, I get thousands of messages. I get, I started getting a fan base yeah. all over the world, and they bothered the government. Right. They wanted me to go live on a farm and like- Of course. They want you to work at Walmart. They want you to work in the warehouse at Walmart. Well, and and the agents just say, you know, you had an easy life, Gene. You partied most of your life. You you made easy money. You know what I'm saying? You know, go work for it now. And and they realized I wasn't working for it again. You know, and then I'm getting into all this like, you know, stuff. So when somebody 
because let's face it, like it, when I went to prison, like I'm I, I'm low profile. Right. I'm I got fake identities. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody's reaching out to me. Nobody, you know, because obviously I'm trying to commit my fraud and right. nobody's looking at me. But then you get out, you do a few podcasts. Get, those podcasts get a few million. Next right. thing you know, people are people are sending you messages. Like to me, they're sending me messages. I don't know what you're getting. You know, you're amazing, bro. Your story's amazing. Oh my god, yeah. it's got to be a movie. You know, you're inspirational. You're, right. And it's like, at first, like, how did you feel when you, that first week when those start coming in, what is your thought? Because I, I, I didn't, I was so, like, yeah. So I went, I went on Instagram and every time I look, it'd go up like a thousand people. I'm like, what the fuck? What's I'm like, on? it just kept going boom, 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 boom. Because I started looking me up and I guess my Instagram is on my, on my, on my Wikipedia now. I have like a Wikipedia. So right. like now I'm still on Instagram and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, Every fucking week, it's going up like 3,000 people. Right. I'm like, oh shit, this is getting serious. And then all I started getting the DMs. Just we coming want you through. on our show. Not even on your show. Just yeah. like, yo, I, yo, I love your shit. Modern day, no one has that. There's, we always hear about the old stuff. You're the new guy. I can relate to you. I'm in, I'm your age. Then you start getting people, yo, I'm from there. Remember, we were together. Da, da, da. And it just starts becoming like everybody wants to watch you and, you know, be in touch with you. And, right. you know, it, and then it got like crazy, you know? autographing things and then my book came out and it sold thousands of fucking copies you how, know how did the book come out like did you did somebody approach i you wrote to- it in jail okay so that was my plan originally write a book right i did it with the guy teddy DiBatoro. he was a hitman for the philadelphia mob actually he, the guy to blow up uh the chicken man he put the nail bomb under his stupid they blew him up and um yeah this guy yeah i don't know who the chicken man is what, uh, no, he was no. the boss of philadelphia okay and they blew him up with a nail bomb and I was with the guy that made it and did it. And okay. uh, um, yeah, it was like, you could look it up. It literally took out the whole first floor of his house. So he, it was- It leveled the whole fuck, they said the whole block shook. That's how bad, yeah. So I was with him. So he, he wasn't helped. fucking around. He's actually a very smart guy though. He actually right. helped me, sat with me every day with a typewriter. He's a lifer. They fucked him. He got life anyway. Um, he- um, He did blow up a building. Well, no, I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, but he cooperated and he got screwed. That's what oh, I'm saying. okay, yeah. Philly had a bad cooperation thing, whatever, at the time. He got screwed. But um, he um, sat with me every day with a typewriter. And we sat every day for like two hours a day and we went through the whole thing. And it took me like a year almost to do it. Yeah. And then we had the, the thing, 350 pages, made it. And I came home, I hooked up with a family friend named Louis Romano. And then he sat with me, same thing, we went over it. And my cover of the book, I picked that. And everyone said, no, it's not gonna work. That was the gold mine. The cover, everyone right. says that was genius. You know, the the faces, the welcome to Howard Beach sign, the people love the cover. And it attracted a lot of attention. And when I came out with it, it sold, I think I have I have a bestseller. It's a bestseller. It sold um, over 10,000 copies. Um, autographed copies I sell to my Instagram. I sold hundreds of them. Hundreds. Right. Hundreds of yeah, them. Bro, isn't that weird? You don't think, you don't like, to me, I, I, I thought it was so weird when, when people the, like, they're asking to meet me to get a yeah. picture of me with the book and sign the book. And I'm thinking, are you like, yeah. like are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Like that felt so no, it's weird good. to it's me. Good. That's a good feeling because then I was talking to kids out of suicide. I had a kid that was trying to kill right. himself in California. He looked up to me. I talked to him out of suicide. See, they, they, the government didn't want to talk about that stuff. I was talking to people out of rehabs. I was talking to kids that could relate to me. Like, yo, I feel like I can relate to you my age. Because right. all these other guys were old. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Francis is 70. Johnny Light's in his 60s. All these guys that were out were old. I'm their generation. They're, right. The way I dress, you know what I'm saying? So, um, 
that was what I had. And yeah. that's why I blew up so fast. And nobody can understand, why is this kid so watched? Why is it? He wasn't a high rank. I was just a wild kid with some big names, but they just loved me. Right. My charisma, everything, and the women. They really loved me. <laughs> that's a bad part. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, what? that's, you know. <laughs> well, so, all right, so you get out. You, yeah. you just got back out. Right. From your violation. Right. So, um. And, and like you said, everything's going going nuts, right. though. And I did a podcast the other day with um, with Wade Williams, or what is he called? Uh, Hollywood Wade, uh, with uh, Wade. And and we, it's funny too, because like I don't really know anything about this. Like I I knew I knew Merlino was out, right? Right. Like I had told you that I'd met him in in, in prison, and right. I actually ate with him a few times, and right. like, um, so. I had I knew he was out and I knew I found out he was had started a channel because just because Wade said he started a channel. Right. You know? And so I was like, oh, okay. And then he Wade sent me a couple of things where he was, you know, talking shit, calling this guy a rat, this guy a rat. Right. And I watched it. And he's like, bro, you we, we should do a show on this. And I was like, okay. So we I watched it and we did a show. And I was already talking to you because Pedge had said, you know, this guy. When he, I did Pedge's thing, or was it before that? I think it was, I want to say it was Pedge before he even got here. He said, you know, he goes, you know, there, uh, this guy, Gene um, Borello is, I said it right, Borello? Yeah. He said, is in, I think he said St. Pete, but he is in Tampa. And and I was like, oh, okay, so somebody gave me your thing. We had already talked once or twice, yeah. but you know, you're all over the fucking place. Yeah. So. And I had an ankle monitor on. You had an ankle monitor. Yeah, yeah we scheduled a thing and the day before you couldn't come. I'm always the and I was like, there. did you, I was like, ah, bro, it's just, it's just outside of the county. You're I like, can't. they're not fucking around, yeah. bro. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, I was like, oh. They put me right in. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you know what's funny about that with the, uh, the whole Joey Molino situation is that he says he's talking for the good guys. The yeah. good guys are looking at him like you're not a good yeah. guy no more. You're on YouTube. Yeah. You're on the internet. Don't talk for us. This is a secret well, society. Why the, are you the on the internet? The good guys aren't good guys. Yeah. And, 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 he, listen, he's broke. He's trying yeah. to make money. I understand, you know, the whatever. But he came at me, my friends, and they call me the 50 cent of this genre. Okay. I am a foul-mouthed, disrespectful guy. I don't care about who you are, what your title is. I used to rob gangsters. I don't look at you any different. To me, you're the boss of Philly. You're nothing. Right. You're a peon. I'm being honest with you. That's how we look at Philly. There's 17 guys, members. We have that in one neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? We don't. We look down upon the Philadelphia mob. You know, right. New York is the elite. You 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 take our scraps. You're like you, you have to answer to us. So we, you're a boss. You're really like a soldier in a family. That's all you really are. You know what I mean? So I don't look at him nothing special. You know what I mean? To me, he's nothing. And if he ever ran into me and got disrespectful, I would fucking crack him in two seconds. Why? Do you, yeah. Here's what I'm saying is. Why do you think? Do you just think mentally he's just not capable of of he's being? Six, pol- he's sixty two years old. He's five foot four. He's one hundred thirty pounds. Am I really gonna be like? Oh my god! It's Joey Molino. I'm so scared. Like I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, but like, why not? Why not? Why? Why do you think he didn't just go on? He could have gone on and just interviewed people and been because polite that, and cause nice because he, he knows. Because listen, he's not a dummy. He wants to. What sells in this business is controversy. I was gonna get to why people really like me because controversy. You're very. I'm very. Say what I want. Uh, be disrespectful. That's what people love. They don't want to hear about, oh, you know, I'm in politics now and I'm doing this. They don't want to hear shit. They don't want to hear about the shoot. They don't want to hear the crazy stuff. They want to hear you arguing with people and doing this. So he knew that. So he wanted to be, come out like, I'm talking for the good guys. Fuck these guys. He tried to embarrass Mike Francis. Right. Mike, he talked bad about Sonny Francis. When I tell you that's like 
Jesus Christ in the mafia. Right. For him saying that, it was like so corny. Like you, you just. Well, he's, he's, he didn't really have a respect for anybody. I mean, I, I, I've spent time. Nobody like, has I'm, respect for him. They were. Little... I've spent time sitting at a table with him, and, and for an hour, fucking yeah. hour and a half straight, he did nothing but fucking just negative bullshit, talking shit Bro, listen, about every fucking person. I had them so mad because I put a picture of him in a Cinderella dress, right? That right. snuff messaged me on Instagram, and he sent up Christmas card. And they got my signature off the internet and made it like I sent them a Christmas card. Right. I said, listen, you fat little fuck. I would never send you anything. I said, okay. I said, I said, I said you better stop thinking you're like tough because of Joey Molino. Like you're right. not. You know what I mean? I'm not just all this. You bump into me and try something. I'll slap the fuck out of you. Like you know, it's not going to be what you think. I don't know these little fake stories you hear. Like I'm hands on. Like don't disrespect me. You're not going to come and abuse me. It's never happened in my life. It's not going to happen now. So you're going to come at me, Joey Molino, think you're like this big tough guy. I'm going to embarrass the shit out of you. Okay, I'm going to say things that you've never been heard before in your life that I'm going to tell you. And I'm doing it now. Nobody's coming at him. Only me. Right. I'm talking about his wife, everything. I'm, you want to get, I'm going to get brutal. I'm going to get brutal. And I'm going to make you not want to be on YouTube no more. He doesn't. He don't. Because he doesn't. of what I said. Yeah. They can say whatever they want. I chased him off that internet right. because I said something that hurt his feelings really bad. You're not a respected boss when everyone's banging your wife while you're in jail. Right. Bottom line. Nobody respects you. Okay? That's just what it is. If people respect and fear you, they wouldn't even look at your wife. Okay? You got the whole state of Philadelphia going after her while you're in jail. How much respect and fear are you? Think about that. Yeah. If somebody fears you and respects you, why would they do something like that? Obviously, they don't, right? Yeah. That's how I look at it. So he's moved, he's, well, he said he's moving, they're moving their platform to um, Patreon. Like yeah, the other day they put something on TikTok where this is the best one. Who else could do it like we do it? They're in a, they're in a, oh, you Uber going to a Dolphins game. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow, you're balling, you're killing it out there. Let me tell you, you went to a Dolphins game. <laughs> All right, wow, in a Uber. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know. <laughs> they're I mean, balling. <laughs> I mean, what's so funny is all of his fanboys, like they started leaving comments on my shit. But yeah. the tr and they're all like, you know, because I had said that, look, I, I mean, I personally know that like he doesn't have any money. No, like, he, he just doesn't. Like he, he, they're like, oh, he's driving this. He's yeah, I'm like, right. no, he's not. He's driving. <laughs> he's driving somebody else's vehicle. You know he's how many messages I get from people in Philadelphia giving me dirt on him? Oh yeah. A guy from Philly sent me the picture of him in that dress. They hate him over there. They oh they give me things to talk about him about. They like yo bro, we love that you abuse this guy. He's a fucking asshole. That they can't stand him over there. That's all persona. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh, I think it's hysterical. But he picked the wrong guy. With me, I'll never stop. I'm relentless. They know that. I'll never stop. Like literally, I'll never stop. Like you're gonna have to just don't say nothing no more because I will just keep going. This is fun to me. I love drama. I love beef. Let's go. Let's keep doing it. <laughs> Let's keep doing it. It don't matter to me. So um, when he came at Mike Francis, that was a low blow because Mike Francis was trying to be like classy about it. And yeah. like, hey, listen, you're in this world now. Come sit with me. And he's like, oh, I don't never go on this fucking rap show. Bro, you're on the fucking internet telling stories too, bro. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. You're not even recognized no more. Like, like give it a break, bro. Yeah, you we, know? yeah I was talking to um, uh, uh, Tom. Yeah. Uh, a couple, yeah, uh, well, actually, yesterday, mm -hmm. and it was it's the same thing. Like, look, it, it's you know, and we we talked about this. Is that like it's dead? Like, dead. like they they crushed it. Like, it, like you said, I said it. Basically, the mob now is like a boutique street game. Yeah, you know. So you know, like I said, look, we call know. it the last hurrah. It cut yeah. off in like the two thousands, like two thousand fourteen, sixteen. I want to say like it's completely like right. washed up. Like, and these guys are they're they're milk like they're milking the last. They're getting the last drop out of it by going on YouTube. Telling right. our stories. Right. And, and I listen, and I get it. Like, you know, it's money. 
you want to tell your stories. Listen, I'm, you know, I make a living just telling stories and interviewing. Guys. I, like it, it's a good living. It's a decent living. It's, I'm cashing in. Right. I, I'm cashing right. in. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, people like took such a liking into my book and everything about me and my whole life being related. I was like the perfect storm almost. I'm related to a high profile gangster. I work for high profile gangsters. My cousin was a fucking nut coming up. All my friends related. And then I came out with this book for the modern day and it grabbed the attention of some actors and people. And, you know, it's not just talk. Now it's like producers are all like this. Right. And I mean, not just one producer, not five producers, like 15 fucking producers. Everyone's just like, all right, when's this happening? We got money to give. Like, yeah. we want this to happen. So I'm working on a modern day Sopranos. Yeah, That's I was, what I was just going to say, the Sopranos yeah. had such a, a long run and was right. like an amazing so series. My I'm goal, sure they're looking for something else people, since then. People think I'm dumb. Like, think I'm just this dumb street guy because I have, you know, maybe I talk differently, whatever. I'm actually kind of smart. And I had this plan going for a couple of years, but I kept getting delayed. And I had this idea and I kept saying, nobody has this. Everyone talks about the 70s, the 80s, the 60s. What happened in the 90s, the 2000s? I got all those stories. I got everything. So I put it together. I'm putting a pilot together and it's going to be about the heydays of the 90s and the 2000s. And it's going to be about all names that everyone knows and neighborhood things. And it's going to be like a TV show. And it's going to be fucking good. You know what I mean? And people are going to go crazy over it. And it's going to be on a big platform, not in a little platform. We're talking possibly HBO, Netflix, something in that nature where it's not going to be some little... um you know, bullshit show. It's going to be something big. All right. When is, when is this? So it's literally, I just literally am signing like things now and we're working on the pilot and they're trying to film by June, like get things rolling, not saying on the, on the, that platform, but to get the episodes actually rolling. Right. And, you know, I'm going to be, um, controlling a lot of it. You know, I want to make it real as possible. I don't want it to look like Gravesend. <laughs> That's what I don't want it to look like. You know, it's not going to be no $3 show. I want it to be real deal. You know, uh, Do they have an actor to play you? Um, or are they looking? We're looking. Everyone's, you know, like I said, it's going to be, I, I'm going to use like street guys. Right. A lot of the guys that I'm going to be using are going to be guys that were in the street. Yeah. Actually street dudes. I'm not using, there's going to be actors, but I'm going to more or less use guys that were actually getting busy that actually could just do this genuinely yeah like you know me just being myself and i'm, I'm trying to think what mo- there was a movie where they because you know that there are like la street guys that are la gangsters or former gangsters are actually like extras that sign up to be all extras. the time yeah all the time so, so you'll see these guys in the background as a part of the crew who really did like 14 15 years and really you know well, that's been that, out, right? well that makes it look so authentic but, that, but yeah you because know, you that, and that's what I want. Don't get me wrong. We're gonna. There's gonna be actors, but like for the most part, I want people involved in this that actually can just be themselves yeah. and make it look genuine. And I have and people know about the show, and people are reaching out to me like, "Yo, I want to be a part of this." Right. And I'm talking about they were some tough dudes. <laughs> I'm talking about some tough dudes. Like, yo, come on, man, let's do this. You know what I mean? I'm like, listen, when it gets rolling, I got to put you in front of people and you know see how it looks on cat, you know, and everything. And this is really gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Well, how how much? Think about it. How much does that pull people in when they're able to say, you know, hey, that's John Alight. Hey, that's so and so. So you know, even if it's just right. a bit, even if it's just a bit part, he's right. on for two episodes. Right. He's got a small thing. Right. Even that 
Now you've got his fan base going and watching. Well, well that. that's what they're starting to say. Like my fan base is big, so like I play around on TikTok. I play around. I right. have like over a million views in like a month. <laughs> I play around on. They just attracted to my stories. You know what I'm saying? People love to hear me talk and the way I act, and and um, I have a fan base that when the show comes out, it's gonna follow right into it. You know what I mean? So it's it's gonna be a gold mine, and I, and they all believe in it. Everyone that's a part of it. So well, that's cool. Yeah. I still think you got to start a podcast too. Yeah, I know. You got to parlay Johnny, this into yeah, a podcast. Me, 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 and Johnny, like I says, uh, we, we we're gonna start doing some things again together. We're gonna be sitting down together and you know doing it. And but there's a whole a whole slew of people that hate a light. Hate just hate. That's him. fine. And and I it, here's the the funny That's thing fine. is is like I like him. Like well, I've, I've hate always me. Yeah, okay. I've always had a good mm-hmm. I've always had good conversations. He's always been polite. He's always been. Me nice. and him were going into restaurants in Brooklyn. Okay, doing a John right. Jean show. We were going to Peter Lugas, where people hang out all the time. We didn't give a fuck. We were going all over. We didn't care. It's like, we don't give a shit. Like, you ain't doing nothing. Like, go live your little lives. Like, we don't care. We're filming in Brooklyn. We're filming in Queens. We didn't care. We were going wherever we wanted, restaurants, Howard Beach. I didn't care. Like, I don't. You know what I mean? So, it's not that era for that no more. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't have a hit oh, no, nobody's, squad. Nobody's it, these guys anything. ain't busting grapes half of them. You know what I'm saying? No, so, no, who, no. what am I worried about? You were sending me to do all the violence. Yeah. Listen, we, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not here. You gotta, yeah, you're not there. I'm not a blood or a cripple. I got to worry about them coming by with a, uh, machine guns. You know, like th- those gang members are still bad. You know what I'm saying? That's different. My, the mob is washed up, you know? So like now I'm just making money off my prior life and I have the goods. And, you know, I'm cashing in on it. I'm going to fuck. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> I started a question to clarify so Joey Merlino, they're they're not doing YouTube anymore. I think he's back on it already. Yeah, he. So what happened was, uh, like a week ago, he came out, which will probably be a couple weeks when this comes out. But he came out on Instagram, and they did. I want to say they did a video where Merlino basically said that he's been black, not blackballed. He's been he's they, been they report shadow these videos. I, right. I didn't even look. Right. Honestly, and I, he's, he, well, you know what he was saying is like, uh, I can't. You can't cuss. They're getting demonetized. They're okay. Well, it. My he's, videos get You know what he's doing? He wants everyone to go to Patreon so he can make money. He's going to charge understand. $15 a person. He wants everyone to go watch him on there so he can make money. It's all right. a fucking scam. Yeah. He's back on YouTube, I heard already, but he does not like the things that I'm saying. I already know for a fact right. I got word that he's like bugging out over the things that I'm saying because I guess he never heard this stuff before in his life. But I'm going to say those well, things. You surround to yourself with yes men. You never yeah, really get the I truth. I don't really give a fuck. I'll tell him I'll tell him to his face. I don't care. It's if you're going to play this game, we can play this game. I don't care. You know, you're talking to Mike Francis is 70 years old. All these other guys they're older. I'm 39 years old. You know what I mean? You're 62 years old, you're 5'4". You think I really care about you? Like honestly, like am I really worried about you? Like right. I'm fighting for, I just the other day I'm a situation we I I fought a bouncer. He looked like a fucking car. Do I really care about like, you know, you, you know what I mean? It's like, come on, well, you know, yeah. not worried about it. So Marlino is, what he's saying is, he, yeah. he's he's saying that he wants to get off and then he was going to move everything and say, I'm going to, we're going to go to Patreon. Here's the problem. It's hard to build a Patreon, you know? So, so hard. You, huh? So Yeah, hard. exactly. So I, and, and I think what's happening is that whoever's running and you could tell just the quality, whoever's running that YouTube channel, like the audio sucks. The doing um, you know, if you want to do if you want to do a video in a in a restaurant setting, it's got to be closed. Yeah, you, you either have to have amazing mics, two or three mics, like you've got to really have it set up. They're not doing they're not doing it correctly. Some of their interviews, they can't even put them up. They got to take them back down. They're so bad. Yeah, even when it's just them quiet, the audio sucks. The video is not great. 
you know, he's not, he doesn't present himself well. He wants to talk about sports betting. Nobody gives a fuck about it. Bro, he's never won a bet. Right. Wait, he is a whore. I've heard that from everybody across the board. He owes he's every bookie money. I, I talk to people over there. He says he owes everybody money. He's the yeah. worst better. He's giving picks. He's did nothing but lose. That's true. I, yes. I've, I've never heard anybody say Yeah, no, and then he got his little good. partner over there, Snuff. He's so annoying, that little guy. I'm like, where did they get this? He's a used car salesman or something like that. He's like, oh, where did you get this guy? Right. You know, so like I said, you know, he picked the wrong beef because, like I said, I won't stop. I mean, if he wants, they want to keep going, I'll just keep going. And I mean, look, look listen, I mean, to me, it's funny because I know they ain't going to do shit. You aside, know what I'm from, aside from that. Yeah. If he did it correctly. Right. He could have a good channel. But yeah. he's mentally, look, mentally. And, and you know you've been in our prison, bro. You, right. And you've dealt with you've dealt with people that you know they're on the fringes of society, and you know you're looking at the guy like there's a there's a situation, and he's handling it absolutely the wrong way. Right. And some people are just mentally not capable of making a, a decision in their best interest. And that honestly, that, that that's Merlino. Right. He can't seem. To, it's like. This is all you have to do. It's not difficult. You'll make $40,000 a month in yeah. a year. Nah. He can't do it. No. Nah. He's not. He's he's going he's he's broke right now. I heard yeah. from several people. And he's going to stay broke with his attitude. Yeah. He's going to stay broke. Right. You know, I get the controversy. That's fine. Do the audio correctly. Interview some people. Like you can still pull this off. He's not able mentally. Right. He's not able to do it. I think he's also getting a lot of backlash. Well, let's think about this for instance and I I'll, I'll break it down for you. And I said this to somebody the other day and they're like, "Wow." Think about you and Joey Molino's crew. Right. And you're on a case with him, and you're like, ah, I look up to Joey, man. Fucking, that's my guy. I'm going to take this 30 years. I'm going to take this 20 years. Hold on. Oh, my God. Okay? All of a sudden, you're in the feds laying down. Hey, bro, your boss is on YouTube in a fucking Cinderella dress. Right. What the fuck is going on right now? What? Joey's on YouTube? What the fuck I take this time for? Wow, I'm over here. This is my guy. I look up to this guy. He's a fucking joke. Think about how guys feel that took time for this guy when he was the boss. Think about that. If fuck, I told somebody that they're like, wow. I said, yeah. Think about guys that took time for this guy. And now he's on, he's on a cinder. He's in dress. Like, this guy's a clown now. It's like, what the fuck am I? I'm, I'm, I'm serving time now in prison for this guy. I held it down for this guy. And this is what he's doing. Making fools out of us. Everybody in the feds is making fun of him. You know it. He's on YouTube. He's talking like, this is like, oh, I'm a joke. Our crew is a joke. So think about that. So I'm sure people are fucking furious that did time for him or doing time for him right now. Yeah. And you know, a lot of time. For yeah, absolutely. They're probably fucking bugging out. Like I took time for this joke. He's on the fucking internet. He's putting up stupid things and all this shit. I'm calling. He's not yeah. putting, he's putting no money on my book. Yeah, he's not, he's not you kidding me? My phone you know, people calls. are probably furious right now with him. You know, he's not going to say that, but I know the other world. I know how it works. New York ain't going to recognize him. He'll never be able to sit at a table with a wise guy and have a sit down for anybody. They'll tell him, get this asshole out of here. Straight up. I know the game. Right. No captain, no respected captain is going to sit with a guy doing shows. It's not happening. I go, fuck what anyone tells me. I sat with the best. It's not happening. My Vinny, Vinny and Sarah tell him, get this asshole out of here. He's like, I don't even recognize you. That's how we talk. You know what I mean? So, you know, he can say what he wants to people from Kentucky and California that watch him and, right. you know, uh, Louisiana. They don't have a clue, but, you know, we know how it works. So right now you got a, you got a huge Instagram presence. Yeah. Um, you're, you're doing podcasts. And you got the book out. Best so I mean, yeah, what we'll do is I'll, we'll leave links to, you know, in the yeah. description box, we'll leave links to all that stuff, you know? Yeah. And anything else? 
No. Anybody else you want? You, anyone to bash? I mean, no. Are you sure we that's can it. go back to Marlena? No, I. Um, you want to take? You want to give me a copy of the dress of the picture of the dress? <laughs> I can throw it, I, we can put it up on the screen. You know, like I said, I. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna have fun. I'm. I'm happy. Everything the way the way everything turned out for me right now. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, bro. You, know you got. You got. You got to know you're blessed, bro. Yeah. There, a lot of things have, have lined up. Like absolutely. It, you know. I mean, look, and, and part of that, I'm sure. You know, I'm. I know you feel like, hey, this part of that is. Oh, it's by design. Lots of people have designs. Like right. there, there's like lots of people go out. Like it, it's it's a lot of it is planning, you know, and execution and it's some luck. Right. Like you you got to be realize like you're blessed to be in the position you're in. It could have gone bad. A lot, a lot of people I talk to, you know what they say? Also, I have the it fact. I just have that. that yeah. That well, I said I said you have. Yeah, you have the luck. That, you have the. Talk, I got you lucky. Know, you, I just got lucky with that, and I maybe this is what I was meant to be. You know what yeah. I mean? So like it is what it is. I'm happy about it. Um. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm about to take off. I'm finally off probation. They can't control me no more. They were torturing me with everything. Now I'm free and I'm that's it. I'm I'm like a rocket ship. I'm just going up. That's it. Hey, I appreciate you guys watching. Do me a favor, hit the subscribe button. Also, please consider joining my Patreon. It really does help. We're gonna leave all of Gene's uh, links in the description. Leave me a comment. Share the video. I really appreciate you guys watching. See ya.